heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. Welcome. We have guests. We're at uh, we're only at sixty six percent today. What does that mean? That means we're minus one. We're minus. Oh, I thought you were like saying we don't have much time. No, on I'm the saying, batteries. I'm saying Andy's not here. I know, Andy's not here, but we have two people filling his seat. We do. Andy, Techn- Andy technically, busy. wouldn't it be eighty percent? Would it? She's the math teacher. <laughs> Oh, she would know. I'm like, how'd you get sixty? I was referring. I don't know either. I was, I was referring. Because there's three of them. Yeah. So that would be yeah. a third. Oh, right. okay. I let it. All yeah. right. 66%. Depends on how you wrote the word problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, that was. That's what Sorry. I was getting at. So yeah. no, Andy. Nerd alert. He'll be back. But uh, yeah, so was, this was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. Um, where typically we're scheduling stuff, and it's eleven o'clock. So it's not quite lunchtime. Right. So we don't even have any beers. No, you have a monster. Because yeah. <laughs> normally we're having beers to podcast, but not today. Because uh, we have a couple of our favorite people in town. Yay. Favorite? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We I, do love I you guys. I knew that was the case. Tony <laughs> you did? <laughs> and Amy Fast came all the way from Montana, guys. Yeah. Montana. So on the farm focused website for folks who have been following the podcast, if you've gone and you visited that fast ag Montana, Tony and Amy, um, they've been on the site. You guys have been on the site. You're one of the originals. Yeah. Yep. The OGs. Yeah. It's been what, how long has it been? It was almost three years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously we handle on the farm focus side, merchandising for the fast ag brand. Um, Tony started a YouTube channel. How long ago was that? Probably three and a half years ago. Okay. So it was pretty close to the time that you yep. started doing the merchandise. Oh, I don't think I knew it was that close together. Maybe four years. I'm not, it I might have been a year. I laid in bed last night wondering, like, when did this all begin? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously doing that, um, and that's it's great. It's super cool to be affiliated with folks like you guys. Um, and then you come into town. So the background story is that, uh, Amy grew up in Nebraska. Yeah. Right. Central. Go big red. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yep. Yeah. Over by the Hastings area. Okay. And then went to school over here in Lincoln and I don't know, Nebraska still feels like home, even though I've been in Montana for almost 17 years. Yeah. Almost 18 years actually. Gosh. You guys are what? <clears throat> What did you say? 13, 1400 miles from here? Is that what, or how oh, far is no, it? No, from here we're probably 900. 900? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, long ways from home. Mm-hmm. But you come back to Nebraska, seems like yearly or whatever. A few times a year. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then uh, we finally got the opportunity to get you guys out here to the shop and see mm-hmm. the place and hang out a little bit, go visit uh, around the Bend Steakhouse last night. Had yeah. some good food. That was amazing. Yeah. You got a, You it's loved so your sandwich. I know. I didn't know. I liked. I didn't. I don't usually love meatloaf, but that was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommended. The meatloaf sandwich. Did he give you guys some merch too? Oh yeah. Some gear. Okay. Some TJ. glasses and beanies, shirts. We're all we're all hooked up. Yeah. TJ's a big fan of the the farm tubers. So being out where he is, obviously they're they're out there in farm country and what a cool work guy. with a lot of yeah. He was a, neat a lot man. of small town folks. Um, and yeah, and their food's phenomenal. 
Uh, and they obviously they're known for, we've done this a couple times on the podcast, the cow balls. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to eat some balls, but it's not, that's nothing new to you guys. No, because you guys that's do that. Honestly, the first time I've ever had them. Me. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. All right. But I'm not so. afraid. No. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you do that with your cattle, you guys said? When well. we had, we don't do cow-calf operation anymore, but when we did do that, we would put the green Cheerio on when they were born so we didn't have to worry about it later. Yeah, It's a band and then they just fall off oh. out just, in the pasture. Basically, like you got a tight rubber band that stretches over. But I had been around it a bit before I even met Tony. And okay. So I tried. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Typically, they would do that at branding time. And yeah. they would save them all and then cook them. Right. That's, that's like the, for those that Because everyone's there helping. Yeah, it's, it's, a like a, it's like a tradition. Yeah. Gather together and. And that's, the, that's what they do up there every year, that testicle festival. So that's what that. At that's RTB. What, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. that was originally so designed cool. around was that time of year and doing all of that. And then all the guys that were involved would mm-hmm. come to the. To the bar, I guess, at the time. And, and bring uh, their balls? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Both sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One and throw them in the fryer. <laughs> That's horrible. Yep. yep. And, throw then, up. and then they'd get after it. Mm. Okay. And drink dollar beers. Right. Mm-hmm. It was busy. It was. Yeah. They've got a good thing going. Pretty cool. I actually was texting some friends this morning that live in the area and my brother-in-law and they all have been to that place. Oh, love it. Not, yeah. Oh, good. A good friend of mine from high school was like, I love that guy. I comment on all his Facebook posts and, oh, okay. and he doesn't know who I am, but I really like <laughs> TJ. So <laughs> that's cool. Fun. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. They're good family. Good, mm-hmm. good people. Um, so I thought, you know, having you guys around, it'd just be kind of fun to sit down and chat a little bit about, uh, the YouTube thing that you're doing because we're you know so highly involved in that in terms of the business, um, and I think it's really interesting for people as well to kind of understand like how does this really work and why are these guys doing this thing, um, and then obviously with your Nebraska ties, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of how you guys came up and what your life's like today. So uh, maybe we start with you two. Um, you guys been together now? What were we talking about earlier? Fifteen years? Is that right? Were you married? We had our fifteenth anniversary this last year, yeah, in July. I celebrated it by going Alaska fishing without her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a nice Maybe present. he'll buy me a knife later. No. <laughs> there you go. Kidding. Yep. Yep. It no. just happened. But he was like, hey, I'm going to yeah. Alaska. You want to come along? I'm like, well, what's it going to cost me? He's like, mm, nothing. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Well, I better check. And she's like, yeah, you better go. <laughs> go. He brought back a lot of fish, salmon, all sorts of good stuff. I love fish. So that was a great anniversary gift. And you were down here, I think. Mm-hmm. Was you at your parents for your fourth? Oh, yeah. We were married on 7707, not on mm. purpose. purpose. No, no mm. it just happened to be when the church and everything opened up. That was a big deal. And then some lady, we were featured in the newspaper back home, and she was like really excited about 777. Why that date? I'm like, because the church and the reception hall, we could do it all. That's why. It was kind of a lame reason. But and that's dead time for farming in Montana, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Like spraying's done, harvest is yeah. a month away. Well, and you can't forget that date. No, it's super oh, easy. Oh, it worked out really so, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great Because we're <laughs> both really good at forgetting. When's your anniversary? <laughs> it's, that, it's that one day, that special day, you know. In May, you know. We always, for, I always forget the year. Because you can't just rattle it off, 777. No. No, no. you can't. Mm-hmm. No. No. So. Um, that's funny. So, Amy, you grew up in Nebraska. You were yeah. out by Hastings, you said. Yep. Um, not far from us, from where we're at right I know. now. I think we miss each other at the university by a year. By a year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we have a lot. It's crazy. We have a handful of mutual friends. Yeah, it's funny. Since, yeah, since we since we met through the business and then mm-hmm. we started realizing like, oh, yeah, those people and those people. Yeah. Are, yeah, it's kind of funny. I love it. I love it. But uh, I love the story how you guys met. met. It's a unique one. You know, well, I mean, it was, it was online. It was unique then. Yeah. No Pre- swiping left or right or up or down or whatever <laughs> that could do now. But. Yeah. So you no. had this lonely farmer up in Montana. Oh, that's, it was not on farmersonly.com, that's for sure. No. My dad, you guys don't know this, but my dad, as an ag banker, had said, please don't marry a farmer. Oh, really? And then this <laughs> just oh, happened. Oh, did? I and mean, why did he say that? Well, he'd just seen a lot of guys go under over the years or, yeah. you know, I don't know. A lot of hardship Trying and stuff. To take yeah. Care of his yeah. daughter, that didn't, yeah. didn't go the way he had planned. I don't know. It was kind of funny. So I never, I never did intend on marrying a farmer. Um, but yeah, Maybe. after school, well, I did my last semester of school to be a teacher in Nebraska, moved to Colorado and had been out there for a bit living with my aunt and uncle. And after a few blind dates that were not successful with Air Force Academy guys, um, friend said, Hey, give this a whirl. And I'm like, what? And this was the day of so this dial was 20 years up ago. internet. Yeah. This would have been in 2000. Yeah. Dial up internet. Free no, nights and weekends on Verizon no cell phones. No smartphones or apps <laughs> or, you know. Right. So, Texting really wasn't even a big thing yet. Yeah, it really wasn't. Two I don't nine words think I had. That was. Gosh. Yeah, because it was because your your phone didn't have um, flip letters on it. A keyboard. It was, you had to use yeah. T9. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I kind of sunk at it. I was, I don't know. Yeah. I'm old fashioned in a sense anyway, so I didn't, I hadn't upgraded to cool things yet. Hours of phone conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So we met online on a little site that he only cost me $9.99. I was telling him earlier. Bargain. That is, it's pretty cheap. (laughs) And you get what you pay for. (laughs) I mean, $9.99. But there probably was some free websites out there too. Yeah, that would have been worse. Well, did he tell you the story of the. Our friends that lived within the same block over in... I think they're in Boston. Boston. And they were they on met, eHarmony. Met through eHarmony. Which was $50 a month back then. Mm. And I wasn't willing to pay that. Yeah, that's too much. I, wouldn't I needed either. some gas money for skiing. And so I don't know what his reason was, but I was, pro- they, she, our friend ended up... She married a doctor. If I would have forked over 50 bucks, I probably could have married a doctor instead of a... Nine ninety nine farmer. <laughs> it's like a doctor of the land. Oh, you're so kind. Oh, <laughs> doctor of the he land. Does care New for the land. Idea. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's, That's funny. funny. That's yeah, the first time I've ever heard that. He but, does do a good job caring you know, for the just, land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you moved to Montana mm-hmm. and moved. I resigned from my teaching position. My parents were so upset with me because I did Colorado. not have a yeah did not have a job lined up moving to Montana and they were like, what are you going to do? So got a job as a math teacher and they'll hire anybody to teach in Montana though. So like, <laughs> thanks a lot, babe. <laughs> no, like I'm saying there's lots of opportunities for good teachers to find jobs. Quickly. Yeah. That but, was yeah. a good, you, you saved that one. Good job. <laughs> well, she cut off, cut me off by laughing. <laughs> Sorry. But from when you started dating to when you moved out there, what was like six months, a um, year. Um, it was a year. Was it quick? It was August, October. We October started talking. October. We started, yeah, and then I moved out there in July. Okay, so June, not even a year. It would have been June. Yeah. No, just to see, like, could I handle this? What do I think of this guy for real in person? And, um, 
trying to think. I thought I would have some time to really, what is this area like? And do I really, really, truly love this guy? Could I marry this man? And I thought I'd have a few months, maybe six or something. And he asked me to marry him a month later. End of story. He was ready. End of story. I said no. I Actually, I said, can you ask me tomorrow the first time he asked me? (laughs) You did? Yes. (laughs) Why? I think I was just like, do I love this area enough? Because you've been there, Ben. It's so rural. It is very. It's very far removed from all the things. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean- it's beautiful. It, but. 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you hear people say like, oh, you know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere or whatever, but you guys actually are. Yeah, statistically speaking, according to the Washington Post. Yeah, they did a survey, uh, study or whatever you want to call it, and they said the furthest, the town's under a 1,000 people, the farthest away from like... A major airport. 100,000 population or something like that. The three towns that are around us were one, two, and three in the nation. Mm. Wow. And our farm is between, basically centered between one, two, and three. So. I always say we live an hour beyond the middle of nowhere because it is about an hour drive to each of those towns. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's out there. And you guys are pretty close to the border, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40 miles north is Canada. Yeah, so you can pretty pretty well see it. I mean, you can look for miles and miles. We've, yeah, we farm within 20 miles of it. Yeah. So there is a um, power plant. In Cornac, Saskatchewan, that like from some of our farm ground, you can see the stack in the winter, like steam mm. coming out of it. So really, you know, nice. it's not too far. But your family has had this land for how long? Uh, nineteen sixteen, our farm was homesteaded. Okay. So centennial, and then some now. But then nothing around that really has changed. You know, I mean, you always think. I guess I think of things start building up. But you've always been, even then, obviously, this was remote, and it still is. Kind of all of Montana is that way. I mean, okay. Some towns are yeah. finally I mean, big you enough hear that, that about Montana, themselves. Utah. I don't know. Well, and obviously, everybody's that. watching Yellowstone and yes. seeing all that. So you get like kind of a general mm-hmm. idea. But it is kind of like that. I mean, as far as a lot of the scenery goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of drama and stuff added into that. But And you guys aren't anywhere close to any of those big town things that they show no, on the show. five but. hours from Billings. Yeah. The most well-known thing we're close to is the Missouri River, which, yeah, I mean, otherwise do people know of our area? Which is crazy. You know, we talk about Nebraska, and obviously, like, the Missouri if here in about a month you'll be able to see the Missouri River through that window. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, like, I, I never even realized, I guess I haven't followed it back that far, that it that's all the way up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, nine. Yeah, it starts up at, like, Bozeman. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. The conference, fresh yeah, mountain up. water, then yeah. up there until it gets down here. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's been through a few until it gets a little places. cloudy. Mm. Yeah. Can't see your hands oh, yeah, water. Yeah. Well, it's muddy here is also the big difference. Yeah, you're yeah. right off and heavy thunderstorms. Put some dirt in the mm-hmm. creek and get and that's the, the thing. Like around here, all the lakes and and waterways and everything are muddy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not rocky. You guys would be more rocky, right? No, sandy, it, rocky, it, sandy. It's like. Gumbo clay, okay. bottom down, but yeah. it's it. It's the lake is so long that it's clear by time. And it's, it, it's all like, settled out by time it gets to the dam. It's not like silt dirt. No, it's mm-hmm. like clay dirt. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go on the beach, your feet are like you have to scrub your feet clean to get back in a boat or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah, on. yeah. yeah unless that makes the, unless they've dumped sand there, yeah. Yeah, there are not. some man-made beaches. But okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on, on, we were talking about farming a little bit. So obviously, Tony, um, did you grow up there in Montana? Yep. 
Yeah, I've lived in the same yard besides going to college just my whole life. Well, no, we did have we a house. We in a town. A we were time. married, but yeah, been farming. Did your, where did your family move from back in 1916? Is that what you said? Uh, Mountain Lake, Minnesota. Okay, came over from Minnesota. So when they left, it was too wet to farm there, and then they went to it where it's too dry to farm now. Huh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Somewhere in between would have been great. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But... So what uh, what kind of crops are you guys raising in Montana? Uh, pretty much like what would classify as small grains. So no no like large scale corner beans in our area. So it's spring wheat, winter wheat, durum, which is like a wheat that's used for pasta, uh, canola for canola oil, uh, peas and lentils, chickpeas, flax. For, yeah, friends don't let friends friends don't let friends raise flax. It's a nightmare to harvest. Really? I was it's, just going to say, what does that mean? It, yeah. Oh. You have to pretty much put a brand new sickle in to cut it because it's just super fibrous stalks and that stubble is there forever. It takes forever to break down. Mm. So it's kind of just a nightmare to, to manage it. But after it the fact is too. my favorite crop to Why? watch. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's different up there because there's a lot of flowering that happens in a handful of the crops. And so mm. like canola is a beautiful yellow. So you'll just see giant fields of yellow okay. these flowers. Um, peas are white flowers. You don't get, th- I mean. No, we don't, don't see flowers here. Yeah. Well, the soybeans would have Soybeans some, but it's, there's yeah. a lot of green peas. foliage where this is like lots of flowers. But then the flax is a really deep purple, light blue. I don't yep. know if that, can you even say those are the same color, but. Oh, pretty. It's gorgeous. It okay. really is. It's pretty. So, but then when the flax matures, and ripens, it is so unique, and it looks like... Um, they call a seed pot a bowl instead of a head or whatever, but it's a bowl. It reminds me of, like, a baby rattle because hmm. all the flax is kind of... It's in its own little orange gotcha. section. Yeah. You know how you peel an orange, you can get your yeah. sections out? right. That's how the flax... The seeds are all stacked on edge. Or in there. Circular, like an oranges. Orange slices are in an orange. Interesting. But, it like, they kind of are loose within that, and so... If the wind's blowing, it, I can't even. Yeah, you, you got that on your butt push button thing over there. <laughs> the, but the it's just like a flax. rattling. It's really neat. It's a unique crop that. Huh. Yeah. And, and but, what's that harvested and used for? Flax seed for yeah, human consumption, seed. I think. The Hel- seed. health food stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so. y- even though it is a pain, you still do it. Uh, we did it for like two years, and we haven't done it since. Okay. I think it depends Lent- on the lentils are the same way. It's like, oh yeah, lentil market's great. We should plant a bunch of lentils, and then it's. A slow harvest, and then you have combine smoldering because the dust is so flammable mm. and static electricity, and and then it's hard on combines because we have rocks and we're cutting on the ground. Even though we land roll it so that we've got the rocks pushed down, we still pick rocks with the combines, and mm-hmm. it's a nightmare. And then you don't, we don't raise them for like three years again, and then we're like, hey, we should try lentils again. <laughs> it's mm. it's like you away. forget, and then you're like, ooh, we this don't is forget, fun. Then you... but when they're worth. 20 bucks a bushel, which yeah. I raise. Market them. makes a big deal. Gotcha. Sometimes they're like the most project, you know, on paper, they're the most profitable crop on an average yield. So, but it's because it's so hard, probably. Nope. As long as you don't implode a combine. We uh, had a custom cutter cutting with us, and twice they had to stop and put out smolders. Mm. And it was like randomly, it's static because it's just everything's scraping the ground, creating static electricity. Like if you walked across carpet in your feet mm-hmm. and go touch something. You touch that combine, it'll shock you. Even though you drag chains and stuff like that to try and yeah. ground it, ground's dry that time of year. It doesn't always work mm-hmm. to ground it, and there'll be 
smoldering going on in the rotor like compartment and then up by the engine on a frame rail like it's just weird Hmm. weird so Uh, lots of combines get burnt up in lentil fields yeah and dry yeah yeah and a lot of it's because it's hot and dry if it was more humid it's some years it's not as bad as others what was the uh when i was up there last time you guys gave me something that um, somebody you knew was making and, and packaging, was it lentils? Yeah, lentil crunchers. And that's like, we raise, oh, yeah. um, richly rent lentils, which are like, what? I don't know, they're bigger than what they use. There's different mm-hmm. sizes of lentils. There's like small, medium, and large, and they're using the small ones, cooking them and seasoning them. And they're like, did you enjoy those? Yeah, they were great. They're like a corn nut. And like the flavors the flavor were really them. good. They had a few different flavors yeah, that they were we making. Love those farmer yeah. farms. Yeah, yeah like, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. They've got their lentil crunchers. Yeah, they're in the area. They're within an hour. So it's pretty I think cool. I've seen them on social media, don't they? She does a really good job. Yeah. Shauna does yeah. a good job of being out there. And she's got, I think she's sold to all 50 states and they've got them in stores all over the place. And cool. Pretty cool. They're delicious. People should oh, check yeah. that out. We should order some and you see if you like it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you guys are you talking like about. Dill pickles? Yeah. They're like, You'll I never do. touch a dill pickle spit seed ever again because these are way better than those dill pickle ones. <laughs> the like they legitimately seed. taste like a pickle. Yeah. Really? So I liked the, uh, there was like a bacon or something, wasn't there? Hickory. Oh, that's probably the hickory, hickory one. Hickory, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that, because you guys were talking about like using it in the place of bacon bits and On stuff like that. On salads and yeah. stuff. That's yeah. my Ooh. favorite way to do it. Man, why didn't we stock up on those to bring to you guys? Sorry. Ben yeah. ate them all on the way down. And yeah. Got when you yeah. Got what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> no. Dirty dog. They're all, yeah. That's funny. What was that called? Far- Farver? Farver Farms. F-A-R-V-E-R. Farver Farms. Yeah, people have to check that out. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, and, it, and it's cool because it's a completely different thing. Like as far as around here, you don't see that around here. I, I bet if we hunted around in like, a, you know, if you go up to Omaha and go to like one of the health grocery stores or something, you'd probably oh, find yeah, them. yeah, it's got to be. But you're not going to see it at the local grocery store. You don't. It's not even something that you probably even ever heard no, of. No, I haven't. So it's neat have to kind of have that. Have you ever eaten lentils? No. Have you ever eaten hummus? Yeah. Okay, so I hum- love hummus. hummus is made from garbanzo beans or chickpeas, which we do grow. Which I like chickpeas. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's that's what I feel is different is a lot of this, growing up in Nebraska, it was corn and soybeans. Yeah. And for feed, not necessarily... For Direct human, to consumption. human consumption. Right. So that's what's really yeah. neat, I think, about yeah. some of it, is we can just, I can just go grab a bucket of wheat to, because gra- I do make a lot of our bread. Okay. And just, hey, it's cheap that way. Yeah, um, that's, that's the lentils and the a strange and... thought, because you, you could go out to your big field and. Well, I just go to the bin, or he usually has some clean gotcha. for yep. seed yep. for the next year that it's already cleaned up. and. So we will have people around <clears throat> here that are city people that, you know, don't realize and they'll just pull up to a uh, cornfield yeah. and just start plucking ears. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got we got our corn on the cob for tonight. And we're like, and they don't realize that's it's, no. yeah, that's You're... field corn, buddy. You know, it's <laughs> funny about that, that though. Our, we had a kid from Argentina, well, 25-year-old, I guess. Yeah. He's a kid because he's about half my size. A young man, <laughs> a really great kid. But yeah. they raise like corn and beans and wheat and dairy. They're on a dairy on their farm back in Argentina and he had never had sweet corn. Hmm. Like that's oh. what they would do is pick they, young field corn. Mm-hmm. He'd never had it? No. Nope. So he just used to We treated him taste. to sweet corn and we sent him home with some seed. I don't know if no, they took it. I don't think it. he ever did. He did take some seed. Oh, yeah. I just hope that customs didn't get it. Maybe yep, I shouldn't be saying got, this on our ear. Well, that's oh. their customs. What does that matter? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> did they? Did he like it, the sweet corn? Yeah. Oh yeah, he loved yeah. it. He loved it, it was way better. Yeah. So pretty cool. Just Heck the things yeah. you don't know. We're very spoiled. Yeah, I, I 
Gosh. Maybe they're Argentinians or they're from South America. They're like, hey, field corn. That's what yeah. we know. No, yeah, uh-huh. right. Yeah. Stop it in the ditches. Yeah. I mean, around here, as you said, it's all corn and beans. And that's mm-hmm. all we know as far as mm-hmm. crops go. I mean, we might see a little bit of wheat. You know, obviously people grow some hay, but that's Yeah, that's it. interesting. You guys have all that. Yeah, some pretty neat. Yeah, do we even get through the whole list? Well, alfalfa. We do some hay too. Yeah. Some you alfalfa do. for hay. Okay. And then last year, because right now we're really dry. Last two years we've been dry. So we planted some hay barley and oats for hay too and sold that just because it was hay prices are good right now. Another mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. Tony's so. very much, I love this about him. He's very much an entrepreneur and like, hey, what? Is something else that we could do, yeah. and he sees where oh markets are good here, markets are not good here. And that's that's why we ended up with butcher cows because we had an extra feed that wasn't great. And yeah, I was gonna go sell some curdy hay or whatever. Been in stack for a while, so I went and bought cows, <laughs> three or four it. butcher cows, fed them to that, and then we clean our own. A lot of our seed we can clean because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not like it's not uh, bag seed corn or whatever. So it, we can keep yeah, our peas, like our wheat, or lentils, chickpeas. Yeah. Canola is like a, a GMO crop that we raise. So then that we have to buy that seed. Mm-hmm. But everything else, we can clean the seed and we have all this byproduct that's, if it's not too dirty, we can sell it at the elevator. But it, the peas we keep because it's really good protein for the cattle, stuff like that. So Yeah, and that's a complete, again, a completely different thought process in farming because like you said, you know, you, harvesting your own crop and then Reusing. turning that into your own seed. Yep. Around here, obviously, you can't. It's it's illegal, yeah, I guess, in, in one way or another. Here, yep. right? Um, so yeah, just a completely different beast. The uh, you had mentioned hemp. Weren't you guys doing something with hemp? We've yeah. We Montana was a state that the USDA or whoever let them do some like pilot research program mm-hmm. stuff, and we were involved in that the first year raising some, figuring out what we could raise, and then we've had. Oh, let's see, like in 2020, we had a decent hemp crop. And then it's a dual purpose crop for us in, like in our area where we can harvest the grain for crushing for oil or hemp hearts. And then the fiber, which would be like the stubble that comes out the back of the combine, like the chaff and mm-hmm. stalks, are available for being processed as hemp fiber. So they're using that from anything from the hard, hard parts they'll put in like uh, hempcrete and it's like super strong, hmm. supposed to like help take some place, maybe the gravel and, and concrete yeah. or whatever. Maybe oh. I, I don't know a lot about that. Well, they use it for some like homes, I think they're getting into. Yeah, they're a... starting to build some homes and like, and like instead of stucco, like they're using the hempcrete or whatever for stucco. And but then rope and clothing. And... All of all of our stuff is shorter because we're not irrigated. I think the irrigated stuff's 12, 14, it's 15 feet big. tall. Our stuff is like six wow. feet tall at the best. And then um, the fibrous part, like they're making rags and like, I think they mentioned baby wipes at one time, like stuff that's that size. Mm-hmm. Those fibers are long enough to be woven for that. So so they'll they'll come in and rake the field like a hay field and- We'll just take our spreaders off or lift our spreaders in our combines and we'll leave a windrow. Okay. And like they want it to sit for six months in the field and they really? go ret- and it'll actually like break down the natural glue. So it's easier to separate. Hmm. We're kind of like, yeah, we don't really want to deal just because, with that in yeah. the spring and the mud and, you know, we got to get going planting in the spring. With all the different types of crops that you raise, um, can you get a couple of crops in a season or? No, it's all no. one crop. Okay. So you have to make the decision for that year. This is what that field's going to be. Yep. So do you already know 
for next year. Yeah, I got most of it planned out. You do? For the most part. Okay. I didn't know if anything would change last minute, like you said, with the markets and or how you guys look at that stuff. But We're actually just last year was the first year that like the fast egg operated the whole farm before dad had some land. Grandpa's corporation that like dad and I own now were, was all three different like checkbooks basically yeah. that ran the farm. Mm-hmm. So it was a pain in the butt when chemical would come. We'd have to have it all split up and stuff. So now I'm running everything through fast egg. So I'm trying to get crops like I want a thousand acres of wheat here and, you know, 1500 acres of peas here, like mm-hmm. where I don't have to move back and forth and all that. Mm-hmm. So we have to drive. Yeah. The distances out. between our different farms are pretty spread out. So it's a lot of wasted time if we are. Yeah. If I got to move like to a place roading. twice to see two different crops, like maybe the peas are early and the canola is later. I might not do that all at the same time. So they're not, all the fields aren't connected. No, we're like 30 miles east and west and like 15 to 20 miles north and south, our mm-hmm. farm spread out. Do you see yourself buying more in between, you know, or no? Like you're, you're good with what you have. I feel like we're at a good number. Okay. I mean, yeah. there's only. I don't I mean, know, land's, some... <laughs> land's always a, it's a always bargain a... when you look back. Like right. it was cheapest yeah. now than it's going to be in five years. Okay. So if we could buy, if stuff's available, I, I'm always interested in buying it. But it's because, not really available. I mean, no, it's it's usually pretty rare to buy stuff. We've been lucky last year. There was some land we were able to purchase, but what would like today? What's a an acre farming acre worth in that area, roughly? Eight hundred, oh uh, twelve hundred, depending on where it's at mm-hmm. and who's. You know, if it's next to some guys that have their whole farms paid for, they'll pay cash for some. Sure. So what's some, that comparable to what it is for us? It's I, gotten I wouldn't ten, know. So different. Ten times so different. up here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 800 to 1,500 an acre down here probably. 8,000. 8,000, eight, 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 I mean. Yeah, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think times. they just said, oh. I saw something published the other day, and I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere here in the area, Nebraska, Iowa. They just set a new record, and it was like twenty three thousand. Oh, there's some twenty six, twenty eight thousand stuff going in the I states now. Is there? Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. But I mean, for a record for the area, yeah, because it because it was even just a couple years ago, seven, eight thousand, something like that, and now Mm -hmm. it's well over ten. Yeah, a million dollars doesn't buy a quarter anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know what? What I don't know. I mean, I see the guys around here and the guys that we work with, and what the potential is from a good corn crop. You know to so does it all pencil out? Is, is that ground really worth that? How long does it take you to earn it back? Those types of things. Um, but how would that compare? And you don't have to get into specific numbers, but with the crops that you grow, is it like e- equal amount of income income from the grains that you grow com- compared to like corn or soybeans? Or is it like way less and that's why the ground is less or just because the d- different part of the country or um, do you know? Our make, scale, yeah. our farm sizes are way bigger than the Midwest. Like we're planting sure, 13,000 yep, acres yep, a year. Yep. And I would imagine a pretty common size farm down here would be three to 4,000 would be sure, a good yep. size farm, yeah, I think. Yeah. So we're probably handling the same amount of money in the end. Yeah. But the so, price so, per acre here to, for an input is way higher. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, so probably the amount of income, the amount of dollars that's being made off of the, the grain here is per, per acre is probably a little bit more. You, yeah. On good price. Yeah. I would yeah. think so. Just because the bushels are so much more. Yeah. And the prices now are higher. Yeah. Than yeah. they were two years ago, three years ago. Everything's, I always think everything's just scaled 
bigger. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas and Montana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they no, they leave know. your state out when they well, say everything's yeah, bigger. Yeah, just because <laughs> they, ha they you have to own more acres in order to meet your input cost. The equipment is bigger. Like that is totally. always, I think that's probably the biggest draw for Tony for his channel is the size of Unique. the equipment, yeah. but you have so many acres to get through. It's just crazy. Yeah, we'll plant in a day what some guys have for acres oh, of no. soybeans down here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For their whole farm. Yeah. That, um, so for folks who might go and, and watch some of your, your videos after this, and there's probably some people on listening that watch them anyway, uh, but this past year you got that new planner yeah. and I got to see that and that's what we came up and worked on your tractor and got it tuned and all those kinds of things. Is that thing fairly unique in your area in terms of like just its size and capability? The brand is pretty common now. There's a lot of Brigo air drills and they're, okay. they're built in Canada. Um, a lot of our equipment we're using, the headers and like the land rollers, all that stuff comes out of Canada and it's, they're just a lot more innovation mm -hmm. and it's like snowy out eight and a half months out of the year they come up with a lot of good ideas up <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so that's where uh, their that whole technology has come trickled down into our area and it has been like that for the last 20 years but there's ours is 100 foot wide and a 1300 bushel seed cart behind um there's a few 1300 bushel seed carts around but in our direct area the biggest Burgoa drill is probably an 86 foot Okay. And then there's some 90 foot uh, seed master drills and stuff like that in our area, but and people don't realize like you you hear a hundred foot wide and and if you try to think about that like yeah that's pretty big but you see that thing in person mm -hmm. and you're like there's this sprayers isn't in even... Nebraska that are 90 foot wide yeah that's true so our drill is yeah. wider than the sprayers yeah you know in, yeah in the yeah corn see country. I can't picture it in my head well you couldn't it's put it what? anywhere around here like no. it's you couldn't get it around yeah yeah like the road are we're just wide open and like we're flat ish i mean we got hills but there's some of our fields where you can stand in the middle of a section and see all four corners it's how, flat enough how uh long is it from the front of the tractor to the back of the cart when we're moving it down the road it's like 145 feet long <laughs> oh my gosh like for comparison people that don't know how long is a standard semi-truck well like a van trailer's 53 foot yep. that's hauling and then so down then, the interstate and plus your truck another There's three 20 yeah most most far most scales the truck will fit like a 75 foot scale yeah so it's two semis and yeah. yeah oh it's two semis it's the length of the length two of semis it, yeah. yeah wow but when it folds out in the field it's like half that length right right yeah. yeah the way the yeah. transport it folds it like gets twice as long going down the road and that's something like what you were talking about, Amy, that has been attractive for the channel because people can go and see that and see mm -hmm. how these things work and how different and unique it is. I definitely encourage people to go check that out because it's, it's neat. And if you're into power and machinery or anything at all, I mean, you've al you already have one of the biggest tractors that was made at the time and then turned it up to where 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 where'd you think we were at the motor when we left? Well... It's a 580 quad, case yep. quad track, and we did the testing, and it matched the the, the Nebraska tractor yep, at the PTO. testing. So that was was like 535 horse of the PTO. Somewhere in that range. And we yeah. took it 105 up from that. At the PTO. So technically, it's a 685 quad now. Yeah, yeah. So it's pushing 700 horsepower yep. at the engine. Well, when it's boosted, it would be, yeah, well yeah. over that. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yep. So it's been but, helpful. Oh yeah. Okay. The magic that Ben did help. <laughs> and it just still like blows my mind that we're 
were 100 feet wide with 100 seed tips in the ground and 50 discs for putting the fertilizer down mid-rows. They go between every row, every other row. So there's 50 discs, 100 openers, a 1,300 bushel cart in the back, and I think it adds up to... And what like does it 260,000 pounds when we're loaded, mm. plus the drag on the ground that mm-hmm. like these four tracks yep. can actually even pull that. It just blows my mind. It is wild. So are you the only one that operates that or will you let your guys out there? Uh, I do a lot of it. Okay. I'll let the guys hop in it. And if I got to go run somewhere, like once the field started and they're going back and forth, all they got to do is turn the tractor around and hit GPS engage again and go the other direction. Okay. So it doesn't make you nervous. Someone else operating that. So big, pretty flat. I okay. won't let anybody go on the big hills just because yeah. some of those kind of scare me. <laughs> Amy, do you do any of that? Can you um, operate any of this machinery? No, I don't do that. I don't do anything during seeding season. I well, I I guess rolling is another thing that's very different from Nebraska because yeah. we are so rocky and the crops are so short. Some of them. <clears throat> yeah, some lentil varieties aren't any taller than a beer can. Oh, yeah, and so we're we're cutting that's very why close so to the expensive. ground. <laughs> And there's rocks all over. And so we drive, I have, I've driven the roller tractor, just a tractor. It exa- just picks like up rocks? Like this giant rolling pin. It pushes pin. them in the ground. No, it, it rolls over. It's very heavy and it pushes the rocks in the ground. Oh. Yeah. And so that I have done during the spring season. And then harvest I've driven combine and grain cart, but. Um, yeah. This, her, what her grandma gave her a really good advice because her grandma grew up on the farm yeah. as a farm wife and said, don't let him teach you how to drive a truck. Because you'll always have a job. Because that is a job that goes year round. <laughs> well, this way I only like in the spring I can do this and this. And yeah. Summer I can do. Th- yeah. So. I mean, but no you have, you guys have three children and you yeah. raise them and you do homeschool. So yeah. like you're kind of busy. It's fun. I don't know. I love being, I by nature am a helper. I like to serve others. And so I don't know, I guess I'm serving in this way and i love to it's fun to be out there in the midst of it all and yeah helping and and then i'm also a sandwich maker pack a lot of lunches mm. but you know what that is too yes. as a mom. yeah but i right. like sandwiches <clears throat> yeah it's i funny. do for a while and then they get kind of old i, gotta yeah. get I love any too. sandwich that somebody else makes me. that's <laughs> yeah. like the worst <laughs> a lot of things i'd rather but. do than make a sandwich in the morning mm-hmm. yeah it's just <laughs> it sucks making food when you're not hungry too like oh, yeah, like having to plan it for later. Four yeah. in the morning and, yeah. It's way more fun to cook when you're hungry. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, but they say that's the worst time to go well, to the grocery store. Grocery shopping when yeah. you're hungry. Because then you just start getting a bunch of crap. Couple it's just of, so different. It's just so different up there. Yeah, for sure. A couple of the things you guys were talking about reminded me of some episodes that we've done in the past that I wanted to kind of reference and ask you guys some questions about. Um, you were talking about homeschool, homeschooling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've got this episode out or not, but we did a recording on homeschooling versus public school. And we're both a product of public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy as well. And I think we had talked to somebody else. We are. Yeah, we're both public schoolers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we were. So when we were recording that episode, I think we were probably a little more biased on the public school thing because uh, that's what we've always experienced. No, yeah. And never really knew anybody real well. Mm-hmm. Except I think that, I talked about said something about it. I think guys. so too. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you about that. Like how has that been and, and when did you guys start doing that? And just like, what are some takeaways from it? Yeah. Uh, you want to, I don't know. 
I'm not the teacher. <laughs> You're the principal. No. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's what the girls say. Yeah. Uh, it's not true. You send the teacher to the principal's <clears throat> office all the time. <laughs> the teacher. The teacher oh, gets in trouble. <laughs> teacher. To his, uh, his tractor cab, maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> no, we sent our oldest daughter to public school. I never had intentions of homeschooling ever. I myself am a junior high and high school math teacher and loved it. Loved being in the public schools. And um, we're just a very rural area. And I don't know. Our school, like I graduated with seven kids in my class. The kindergarten classes before Natalie were like two, three, four, five kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. Their class had like 11. So, But it was also mixed with in, in, first and second yeah, graders. in the same room. So there's three classes and all these kindergartners that never had any structure of school yet. Like there's no preschool in our area. It's okay. just you're so, at home and you go to the So they school. split the, and it's only part-time kindergarten. I don't know mm-hmm. still that way. I'm sure it is. They're never going to change it. I don't know. Maybe. And it's, uh, there was, um, like when I went to start in October and you'd go Monday, Wednesday, Friday mm-hmm. for the, you know, so you only had half the hours. Well, they put like Natalie went Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and mm-hmm. the like with, she had half the kids in her, that group. And then the other kids went like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It was and just, it, and it, it was, was kind just, of a mess. The teacher that was there had taught a lot and I think was experienced, but with a little bit older grades. And she was shoved with these, not only a large kindergarten class with some kids, like adopted kids from Haiti that had special needs and it wasn't really her forte. There's no special education teacher at this school. Uh, Like it's just so rural. There's needs that cannot be met. And so after being proactive and like, I'll come sub in the school, I'll try to be, you know, coming as an extra aid and then, going to board meetings and expressing opinions and knowing like, I do know my stuff. My mom was a kindergarten teacher. I mean, I've been around this. We were like, something's got to change. And the only other option for us, because we are so far away from everywhere else, this school's seven miles from our house. Um, it, you really have to and get on And the bus Google comes to Earth. our yard. And yeah. like, it was, it's not like it's it was a good a deal. deal. Yeah. But there's nothing else in our community. There's no post office, bar, grocery store, nothing. It is a school and that is it. You have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to anything else. So there's nothing else around. So we thought, let's try homeschool. And that was seven years ago. And we love it. And the other three two. Three kids later. Yeah, yeah. It's been. And it, it just the things I didn't realize in the midst of it. It was more so like, I'm fed up with the school. We're going to do something else. I like to be. And it, it wasn't like we just didn't give them a chance. Yeah. Like no. Amy was on the phone a lot. Trying to figure stuff out, trying to improve. Yep. And I was really hoping more people in the area would kind of jump on like, hey, let's homeschool with you. But our not in our community, but the town that we go to for groceries and church and stuff, there's a big community now of homeschoolers there, which is really oh, fun there for is. us. Yeah. Okay. But um, so what I think my favorite piece of it ended up being that we realized with our farming schedule – and being busy the months that we are, and we, like we can't get away as a family to go vacation during the summer when most people would. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our winters now. We have our as soon as this harvest, as soon as harvest is over, we can take off for a two week trip. Like that's what this is sure. right now. Why yeah. we get to see you guys? Um, we went to South Padre, Texas, in the middle of COVID, with yeah, like with four other, three other families. We crammed a house on the families. beach and nice. It was pretty sweet. You and can you just, can just keep doing your get schooling. Get up and go. Yeah. Yep. yep. Take it along or know you're taking a break, but you'll have to add on here. I mean, right. there's still, each state has its own set of requirements. Montana's pretty chill, 
which is nice. Um, um, and I'm diligent. I, I, I'm responsible and I know, like, I want my kids to be educated. Right. So yeah. I will stay on top of that. I can't, I think it can be awful. It can, can be, be done. Like unschooling. Yeah. It can be done in a not well way, but everybody's got their reasons and I think I the lo- stereotype of a homeschooled kid is disappearing. It's changing. It's changing oh, a for lot. sure. Yeah, I mean, because we talked about this earlier. It was always like you the know, antisocial, nerdy. You know. Yeah. That I don't think that at all, really, mm-hmm. for homeschooling mm-hmm. much anymore. Montana you know? allows kids to play high school sports now. Yeah, oh, they that was do. A, that was a law yeah, that was changed a couple yeah. years ago. Like our girls played junior high volleyball this year. They look forward to that. Yep. So, like, there's a lot. They have tons of interaction with their kids. It's all. I mean, that was a lot on the parents back then. I think. Hmm. Sheltering them and yeah. not letting them yeah. Yeah. to be exposed to life. For you guys, so for you guys, it was it was born out of necessity, essentially, because the the system wasn't working. Yeah, from I the just, sounds of it, I knew it could be better yeah. for my for our girls. <clears throat> and so I th- I think I mean we've obviously learned a lot along the way, and um, I don't know I wouldn't trade it for the world just knowing that you have this time with them, but. Because I, I think I was saying this this morning at breakfast, we are so rural. And so the thing I really, truly love about it is that we're like, peace out, rural. We're going to go travel. We're going to go see things. Like, I want to expose my kids to many things. Uh-huh. I don't want them to be sheltered and hidden. And yes, there's certain things I want to shelter them from until they're old enough to yes. have to deal with on their own. But <clears throat> but to, to be able to go travel and yes. run around. It has and, been so fun. So, yeah. yeah. The flexibility. Do you yep. guys get access to like state testing or national want, testing or something? If you that... wanted to, you could request it, but it's not required in the state of Montana. Yeah. Some states require it. Require it. Um, some states allow <clears throat> funding for homeschoolers. Um, if you turn in certain, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know exactly. We don't have to do that in Montana. I just have to turn in a letter of intent that will homeschool at the beginning of the year. And then if they request records from me, I have them available to present. I don't know of anyone that has ever been requested of them, but I track all that stuff still. Um, Yeah. I was just thinking along the lines of like, if you wanted like a barometer of, okay, here's, here's what grade my kid's in and here's how they would test against the kids that are in public school. Like, how are we doing compared to you that? Can't, yeah, you thing? have access to yeah. that for sure. Yeah. So I have not but because you don't I care. don't, I've never been a fan As of a, that. I mean, it stinks because you have to remember. How many tests you guys... have you taken in your life now? Tests? Yeah. Oh God, loads of them. <laughs> But as an what do you adult, mean? Oh, you mean right not now? As an adult. yeah, like oh, yeah. yeah. you're trained. Yeah. Like school, the whole program of school is like teaching you how to take a test. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it is. True. And it's so yeah. true. Change yeah. has gotten yeah. even like, more. Why so not teach kids. them life? Teachers are teaching to the test. test. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. In school, obviously, and, yeah, yeah. and like test. to be progressively better. Like you can't take like the whole no child left behind thing, which I have no idea if that's still a thing. Yeah, but that was all like. They're supposed to get better every year. Like, well, you can't do that. Some classes, like their whole program was just flawed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I always is... think one of the biggest things, you know, you come out of public school and that's all you've ever known. But if you were to go back and look at your high school class or the classes around you, they're still weirdos. Oh, oh yeah, but, absolutely. But those <laughs> For weird, sure. have you kept in touch with them? Are they successful? Like right. some of them are very successful. Some of them are still weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, it's the same thing. Like, yes, you came out of public school and 
socialization was a big deal. We are social people. And so yeah. our kids are bound to be, and they are. Yes. They get a little shy around people they don't oh, know, but, but then they cut loose and. They're talkative. They yeah. talk to all of them. And, yeah. Yeah. And so I always think like the, the stigma that's put upon homeschoolers, I love that it's being kind of overturned. And COVID helped because everyone homeschooled for a little while. Yeah, realized or yeah. schooled, but they at were home. forced into it. That was really yeah, hard. Like, that was tough. It's you didn't go into that like I we get to do right. This, this fun is stuff my and, stuff that mm-hmm, I'm going mm-hmm. to teach you. It was mm-hmm. coming from a teacher. Yeah, and you're kind of like, what? I, I got to get on it this time. It probably exposed yeah. a lot of stuff that parents actually found out what was happening in their classroom with their kids. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. world, yeah. you know, nationwide or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worldwide maybe. We yeah. never thought we'd be here, but we love it. And I like I always I have a passion for it now. And so I love when other people even if you don't, I love public school too. There's pros and cons to it. And we don't know if just, we're gonna do it for life. I mean Yeah. As of right now, if you ask me, I'm like, Yeah, we're just gonna keep traveling yeah. and I don't know. We'll see. We we do look at it year by year. What does this year look like? And what? would you look at it per child too, with their different personalities or yeah. what they need? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's not just across the board. All the kids are doing this, or all our aren't. second oldest actually. I found out, and I probably wouldn't have known this had I not homeschooled. But um, call me crazy. I don't know. But have you guys ever heard of the five love languages? Yes. Okay. And so physical touch, I found out is our second oldest. Like she just loves to snuggle. And she was really, really struggling with reading in the beginning. And not like she was so far behind. I'm like, we need extra help. But what is different? What has changed? And I found that if we moved from like our kitchen table to a couch and she could snuggle in and read with me, it was life changing. Hmm. Like wow. something so simple. And it's it's those kinds of things that as a mom, I'm in tune to where yes. in the public school. You can't when you have 25 kids no. in a class. That's yeah. Problem, and yeah. yeah, it is. They've grown or it and... Yeah, I just I do wonder what is this world is going to look like twenty years from now, because so teaching is kind of a mm-hmm. that's a hot topic because mm-hmm. they're being forced to teach certain things. Or I mean, what is I don't know. It's interesting. So, what, from a financial standpoint, like, does your district collect um, tax dollars from you guys that goes to the school? They do. So, and you still have to participate in that. Yeah, we still have to yeah, pay. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's be the same thing if your kids are growing. You're still paying taxes sure. for yeah. county, county yep. property yeah. taxes, yep. state property taxes yep. and stuff. Yeah. That fund the school. It is. Yeah. So I don't know. We're probably, it probably is a bit more expensive. There is a lot of free curriculum out there. There's, I'm telling you, it's overwhelming, honestly. And when how you to get pick. into what a curriculum I'm going to mm-hmm. use. And yeah, it helps to have a community that have done it. Or, I mean, it's so easy to get on YouTube and watch reviews and get in touch with people nowadays. And so, I don't know. We found what works for us, and it's good. It's yeah, good. It's cool. I the one thing I also think that twist that changed when we chose to make this decision is you look at life a little bit differently. I look at everything as a learning opportunity as opposed to oh my kids are just tagging along. Okay. Like. You know, like going to the grocery store. Because you feel like you are literally teaching them the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. it's not that they're a nuisance and like just wait in the car. No, come in. You're going to interact. You know, I don't know. Or they will ask a random question and we will take the time to let's look into this. Let's Mm. research this. Let's figure it out. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it's a totally different perspective. I never really thought about that. It twisted in a good way. Real Mm -hmm. life things. Yeah. Again, that they Everything is a learning perspective. So it's not for everybody, though. No. There's some parents that 
would just strangle their kids probably <laughs> or whatever. Well, who's you know? to yeah. say I haven't ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. or they're just not a teacher. Yeah. And they just, they couldn't do it. I think it's, I, you I say could, that, I could but teach then, them, yeah. I could teach them how to weld and mm-hmm. about, you know, things I'm doing, but. There's so much available online now too. Yeah. It just depends. Like then my, I don't want my kids sitting in front of a screen all day. So that's why I like to be interactive. But as I get older, I'm going to push them to that. And then do you want to go to college? What are you interested in? I'm not going to push them. If you need to go into the workforce for a couple of years, then you decide, I would like to become a vet. Yeah. Well, let's get you into school. Who cares if you're 20 when you, I mean. Right. And the amount of time and effort, that was what we ran into during the COVID thing. Cause it's, it's literally your job. It is. It is a full-time job. So, yep. you know, where we and every other family around us was still trying to work mm. and but then at the same time be a teacher and be confused almost impossible. by all the things yeah. that were required and yeah. oh i yeah. can't even Im- i my heart felt for all the parents in yeah. that time yeah it was nothing changed yeah. for us really yeah nothing it was, like, no was, really nothing changed for sure so, so, our so, gymnastics class was shut down you know for a while big whoop but yeah, yeah. it was yeah, and like when tony, when tony says you know it's not for everyone that's one of the things that i think of is like yeah. a lot of people just flat out don't have the time to do it mm-hmm Yeah, we're very blessed. It and it fits so well with the farming. Yeah, especially like the two, like you're saying, the two incomes from Mm -hmm. husband and wife, from mom and dad, and like if one of them has to stay home. Yep. Especially when like you're paying for daycare for all these years Mm -hmm. as they're growing up, and then oh, they're all in school now. That's like it's free Mm -hmm. daycare. Mm -hmm. I can go back to work. Well, then that just ended. Yep, Mm -hmm. that's a big part Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, interesting topic. So the other thing that I was thinking about that we've done um, an episode on, and we were talking about it before we started recording, is the uh, like the fake meat, real meat thing. <laughs> and I remember um, one time a couple of years ago, you talking to me something along the lines of like the peas, I think it was, that you guys yep. grow. The yellow pea milk. <laughs> and how some of that it was getting incorporated <laughs> into some of these companies that like. Oh, well, yeah, their base protein for like the impossible meats or whatever you want to call them are the peas. like oh. peas and lentils yeah. chickpeas yeah yeah so high, high protein and it's, that's what we raise yeah so like we should be all behind it right so that that was my but that I'm was not. my point yeah <laughs> so that was my point about this because we didn't we didn't get into that side of that topic because we were talking about you know how the, it's wrecking the, the beef industry yeah mm, mostly yes. and then we were t- we, we tried them we were talking about the taste and man this just isn't for us you know and blah 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 and what is this really and so on and so forth but there's a whole nother side of it mm-hmm. with families and growers like you who now it's another market for you to move your your grain into, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, did you see an increase in demand when all that oh, yeah. started getting popular? So we have the first pea crop we raised um, was in 2005. And we went from a farm that was probably like two-thirds wheat, a third fallow. Like we wouldn't farm that ground. We wouldn't plant it. We would spray it or work it. Let that, it rest. Let it rest because we're short on moisture. So mm-hmm. if we killed the weeds, let that ground hold moisture for the year, we would have a better crop the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a thought for all these hundred years before this. Um, we're starting to like grow wheat in canola and peas and all this stuff. Now we're holding the soil moisture more because we have more organic matter and all this. So it's mm-hmm. like change our soil. We can raise more bushels off the same land now than we ever used to. But we have a sticky note from that first pea crop, and it was $2.80 a bushel. And we had to pay the freight, like get it to 100 miles away. Mm. But it was like 
oh, we're like breaking even on these peas compared to spending money on fuel and chemical well, and, and all that stuff. it was good for the ground. Yeah, and like the added... next year, the ground's a little mellower, a little better. We have a better wheat crop than we would have had if it Nitrogen. was wheat on wheat. So this like wheat on the peas is a benefit. So then now with all like this demand you're talking about, like we sold peas last spring for like 15, mm. 25 a bushel picked up on the farm. Wow. They come to the farm and get it, which is like, you don't have we to don't hold have to But they're, they're grinding it. They for want it back. Like mm-hmm. protein powders for like the weightlifters and mm-hmm. like it's all this stuff. Now like there's a huge market and it was, I don't know, the, the pulse board or council or whatever, kind of like, kale was like the the yeah. miracle food of the year yeah. the next year it was the pulses and they must have pushed that really hard to get that out there but it's like true they are a really good protein mm-hmm. source and they well, can we, be putting a lot of things that you don't even know are in them we talk about those lentil crunchers mm-hmm. and they they honestly are as good as potato chips to eat yeah. mm-hmm. like they're delicious but they are full of protein and barely any fat mm-hmm. like the only fat i mean is like they the fry oil them that they after them. they boil them or roast them. Oh. Or but I think a crunchy. serving even says zero grams of fat. Like if you eat the actual serving instead of the whole bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wow. You usually eat the whole bag. Yeah. So they are kind of a miracle food, I it guess. It really is. But amazing. Like when you think about that. And they're, they're like a soybean. Peas, lentils, chickpeas, all of those will put nitrogen in the ground mm-hmm. for us for the next year's crop. So like they're definitely helping our crop rotation mm-hmm. out and more profitable on the farm. Mm-hmm. So with the uh, the the whole fake meat thing, it's it's definitely been a benefit for you guys and lots of other growers around the United States. I don't know if the Impossible Meats is a big enough player in the market, or is it just that worldwide there's a lot of lentils consumed and a lot of peas for protein with the fitness thing. And, and they're all that. they're kind of they're almost a bushel for bushel replacement for corn for animal feed. Okay. And it does change the fat content a little bit mm-hmm. from what corn does for mm-hmm. the beef. And like, that's what we feed is pea fed. Yeah. Growing up on corn fed beef, right. I was always very biased. Like this is yeah. the best steak yeah. you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we have our own few cows that we finished to butcher um, and we, they are not eating any, well, they weren't eating any corn until now when you had your little corn crop this last year, but um, peas, like what we when we say we clean our seed, does, what does that mean to you, Morgan? Are you like, oh, you wash it? I have no idea what yeah. that means. So he has this sweet machine. I love the engineering behind farming. That's what's crazy. Yeah. These guys are amazing. What they can build, women. I don't know, guys, the people. But it like the perfect amount of air blows off the grasshopper heads. It'll, the, it'll the weed suck seeds, off the light stuff, the rocks. So it's it's getting rid of all the trash that's combined in with this seed. There's basically a top screen, middle screen, and a bottom screen. So okay. all the big pods that didn't shell out, the rocks, the sticks, Grasshopper whatever. body that went, I don't know, bugs. I just went. figured it was like some kind of shaker. Yep, yeah, basically kind of, it yeah. shakes back and forth okay. yeah. and it's but. got different size holes. So you want the size that will feed, you know, that will fit in your planter. You want the weeds out. The weed, small seeds will fall to the bottom. The big stuff will go off the top and you come out with a seed that'll that's seedable. But so what I was getting at is that our cows eat that junk, the trash that we don't want for our seed, our cows were feeding that too. And it's so the, these peas, instead of corn, we're feeding them these pea screenings, we call them. Okay. And that steak is dang delicious. So you think it's better? It, or it's, I, I mean, now it's, I'm. It's equally as good or better. I honestly say. think it's better now. Like, okay, you I would do. prefer to have that. But could yeah, you tell? Crazy. 
if you had. We did do a taste test. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. We, yeah, because we brought some beef down to Nebraska with us and stuff. Yeah. And compared it. It was to, my favorite over the. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but then you just said something about corn so you do have well, a little just this last year okay so what That's does that mean a, like a little fun little we, area we, back last time when corn was six seven bucks a bushel we had a corn planter mm-hmm. we raised some we can get a short season like this will probably blow some of the midwest guys away but there's 75 day corn out there where they're planting like 80 or you know 96 to 105 110 like here in south mm-hmm. so we were raising some corn we can raise like 100 bushel dryland corn some years if the conditions are right. So we had a corn planter, but we had trouble with frost. We have our our early frost date is like September 15th 15th. on average. We didn't frost this year till like October 15th or October 10th or something like that. Mm -hmm. So there, like that season, it just shuts the corn plant off, and we ended up with like low test weight corn. But I had like six seed bags yeah, left in the shed. Yeah, long story short, he had some leftover seeds. So oh, okay. Like, and we're kicking it around like I'm not going to just Do dump this out. I'm too cheap for that. Money. So I planted it. And it looked, it did honestly look really good. And then the grasshoppers showed up and just destroyed it. Mm. Oh, Stri- it was crazy looking. I it, like. It was nothing but, st- it looked like a hailstorm. There was yeah. nothing but stalks like the outside, 100 feet around the field. Hmm. And you can't and spray like, for grasshoppers? You or, can, but, but then that's just more money. And and, over and oh. over. Like it's, yeah, because it was year. the only thing green after harvest because our wheat harvest is all done. We so then all the grasshoppers. The they just were like, green food, let's go eat it. So mm-hmm. They just flocked in there. Anyways, it and, looked hilarious. But So we have a little bit of corn seed. I, we won't, I don't know. You, you did you save some it? for seed, but we're now feeding that to feeding the cows. Feeding it to the cows. No, you can't, you can't replant the seed, oh, that's corn right. seed. That is right. I'm sorry. We we nope. ended up with seventy bushels of corn, not per acre. Seventy bushels total off of eighteen, <laughs> 18 acres. acres. <laughs> That's but, little. But the other thing yeah, is the the silks got chewed off, like when the ears were forming, so like they were pollinated. Mm-hmm. So you'd have like a really nice looking ear, and next to one that had like eight kernels on it. It oh. was just a funny little. Was, Tony yeah. likes to have fun little side projects. But we're gonna plant like forty five acres or forty acres of it next year again, just because there's a little demand for some corn for some finishing some. Because peas are expensive. Mm-hmm. Guys will, some guys will plant, you know, feed peas, but you're not going to pay. I think market now is 10 bucks a bushel. Hmm. Compared That's right. To you got that crusher or whatever. Too, five, six so. bushels or it's five, six dollars a bushel for corn. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and it sounds like a science project to me. Well, yeah. Like, no, it absolutely was. That'll be the next <laughs> podcast. Taste testing corn fed versus pea fed beef. I know. That's sure. what I said. I was just like, <laughs> God, can you some. tell a difference? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll bring some ribeyes down next time and grill them up and then talk about them on okay. the show. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same breed, right? Yeah, we're, there's lots of Angus beef yeah. in the area. Yeah. Okay. Just what they're fed. I right honestly there. don't think there's that much difference between. I probably wouldn't be able breeds. to tell the difference. I mean, a Holstein Jersey and, oh. probably isn't going to be. Okay. Thing yeah. you're wanting, yeah. but. Well, that, our reason, the reason I ask is we had a couple episodes. We had the Piedmontese guys here. Have you guys heard of that uh, that breed? Uh, it's getting really big in Nebraska. They You'll got probably this, see signs going yeah. when oh. you guys travel. You'll probably there. see it now that you know that you hear the name. Um, but they set up a big outfit in Lincoln where they're processing everything, um, and they're kind of acting like a, you're familiar with like an Omaha Steaks, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of in that kind of model. Mail order meat or yep, whatever. Yep. But their niche is that they're you know you talk about the fitness thing like they're very high protein, very lean. Um, um, you know they're kind of going after that category. 
but it's a completely different animal. Mm. And they found, you know, the differences when they finish them on corn or when they're 100% grass fed and so on and so forth. And they gave us some of the beef and it's really good. It but is. it's definitely different than Angus. Hmm. But these cows are originally from Italy. Yeah, it's an Italian breed, yeah. Hmm. They, I mean, if you look up some of these pictures, they look like they've been working out, these cows. They're like, ripped. They not they kidding. They have a big hump on the yeah. back. It's oh, okay. sick. Yeah. It's huh. weird to huh. me when you yeah. see that compared to well, just Well, like their normal. carcass weight is probably huge. I'm sure, yeah. Hmm. I don't know what it is, but it has to be. Piedmont yeah. tees. I was looking at that. Piedmont tees, yeah. Piedmont tees. Yeah. I guarantee you'll see hmm. signs because I just started seeing them probably a year and a half ago going okay. that way to Colorado. So okay. if you're going to visit your family after this. Yeah, yeah you'll see it heading, heading west. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we used to run like a black Angus herd for the most part and then... Grandpa bought Charley bulls. So we were cross. All of our calves were reds or grays or white calves, but they were 100 pounds heavier at weaning weight than, mm-hmm. a, than an all Charley or all Angus. Mm-hmm. Just as the bone structure of a Charley is bigger. Now I'm sure they're like the, the Angus breed probably is growing yeah. over, over the years too. Yeah, for but, sure. So cool. So the last thing that I had that I wanted to ask you about was in regards to, um, YouTube. So like how that's going, you know, we, we talked about, um, you said it's been like three and a half, four years, something like that when you started, um, you know, why, what, how come, how come you got into it? What's it all about? I think a whole lot of it is everyone thought food comes from a grocery store Mm -hmm. and like it it does, but there's a story behind that Mm -hmm. and what it all takes. You know, you think Lots of politicians or whatever out there will say, oh, you just stick a seed in the ground and it grows. But we've got, like, we're, tr- we're tracking technology of everything we do, whether it's a fertilizer rate, a seed variety, you know, how many pounds of all that stuff, like which chemicals we're using, later fertilizer. Like, there's a big story to tell. You the get family aspect seeder, to it. Sorry, you get into his air seeder tractor and there are screen, 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 screen. Yeah, there's three so iPads. Much oh. So much technology. Three it's iPads, crazy. like above, up in the headliner, um, a monitor for the drill itself, like that runs the cart and the openers and the pressures and all that stuff you need for that. The scales on every tank on the cart, we're tracking, like we we know all that information. That harvest and stuff. Yeah. Um, the monitor in the cab for the tractor for running all your tractor stuff. Um, there's a switch box and. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on in there. What was, You probably saw it. Um, Zach, Millennial Farmer, was interacting with some lady who was like a, I don't know if she a reporter or something. Oh, she's like a Fox News. Yeah. I can't it, remember who it is now. Ann Coulter. That's what it was, yeah. And she came out and said something like. It was some video of some like people working in a third world country loading whatever they're hand picking into a truck. Mm-hmm. And it, I think her quote was. Something along the lines of if farmers, if the world was ran by the farmers, we'd still be sweeping floors and it was something. Yeah, she, was, she was basically, was, she was basically trying to say like, that. we wouldn't, we wouldn't have vacuum cleaners. We would still be oh, yeah. manually oh, yeah, doing things. Thing. And it was, vacuum, yeah, it was something know. along those lines. Like basically trying to say like farmers. There's are no technology s- in egg. Yeah. All yeah. Old. And they're all stuck yeah. in their ways and they don't want to, they don't want to adopt new technology or something like that. So yeah. Zach had her two on his tractor? Well, no, no she, so she did this post, right? She said it was something like that. And somehow he picked up on it. So then he started like going back to, to her, like inviting her to his farm. Like, hey, why don't you come out? You know, okay. he's tagging her. Like, yeah. let me show you what this is really about. Okay. You know? And then that kind of gained some steam and people started 
firing off it's at been her all over now. Yeah. But she hasn't decided to oh, do no, that. Oh, no, because she would be, a fool would be made out of her. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be pretty. It's yeah. just crazy. Well, that's just moved. dumb to say yeah. that. Yeah. But if, sorry, here's the quote. If farmers ran the world, we'd still be sweeping instead of vacuuming and washing our clothes in rivers instead of washing machines. Why should farmers be forced to, why should Americans be forced to subsidize the industry who refer, who refused to move into the 1900s? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah pretty crazy. And it's yeah. the wow. 2000s now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's a video. Like they're loading tomatoes into a truck by bucket. Yeah. Which is, awesome. that guy's got some skills. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. if you go yeah. down south and you see that, There's that is still one of my so favorite much things. of that yet. Yeah. yeah. But there is like hand-picked stuff that's. That has to be like that. Yeah. 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 There's right. not a machine yeah. that can pick a tomato. Yeah. Right. And that's not, been some of my favorite traveling we've done with our girls is going and seeing the different kinds of farming. Oh, going down, going down south. Sure. And, yeah. oh, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do not get to do that in the cold country. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so cool. With what you're doing with the channel, I mean, showing those kinds of things, like we just talked about with the tractor and the technology and giving people a glimpse, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. And so that was kind the of whole the whole problem idea. is it's such a like, I think the viewers are kids that are farmer, farming kids, old guys that reminisce, grew up on the farm and left it 50 years ago mm-hmm. and can't believe what it is today. Okay. Or just people that are farming now. Like you said, you sent one of the guys to our video that. He was wondering if the yeah about pro- tractor, if the tractor yeah. tuning actually mm-hmm. made any difference. Yep. But honestly, I think that that's probably the majority of the demographics that are watching you. But I think there's a big group of people that don't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. and because we get contact with these people every single day, and they'll call here, they'll email here, whatever, and it'll just be like. Basically, I'm not a farmer. I don't farm, but I really like watching I'm this. I'm in I New really, York yeah. in an apartment. I, I really, really wish my kids could hmm. this or yeah, whatever, yeah. really you know? I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy watching this. I enjoy learning about it. Yeah. And and the kids, I don't know how many kids that we've had called that are like... Can I have their number? It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah they, <laughs> right. But they just think it's so cool and yeah. they don't they don't farm themselves, but they it, it, it has motivated them to want to get into it, mm-hmm. you know, to go down that career path. So I think there's a whole lot that you guys are doing as farm tubers. You know, that's what what they call I you guys, right? I think it's giving them almost a unified voice that wasn't possible, yeah. you know, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I, and I think a lot of it you guys may not even realize that's what's going on. But there's a there's a big fan base that has nothing to do yeah. with farming. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think there is definitely a lot of that too. But the problem is how do you reach, like, to make it – well, but people have to care in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, you. I actually was going to ask, like, what you do care. you think would be the biggest challenge is trying to figure out what you want to put out there? Or is it like. Titles and thumbnails. <laughs> okay. And music selection for John. No, footage. yeah, we don't. It's not like what you put out there. It's more so. Here's How do you advice. catch their attention is like the hardest part to give someone to click on a video. I gotcha. So what to put out there though? It's like this is our daily life, right? I mean, so that's not. Yeah, we're hard. not trying to film stuff to be to get views. We're not whistling diesel, destroying stuff on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Trying to do that. So we're, that's easy. It's the other stuff. Yeah, and getting it's really, people to watch it. We're not like. There'll be a few occasions like, oh, you got to say that again. Like, you get my camera out and say that because that was hilarious, or you know, like mm-hmm. that's fitting or whatever. But it's not like we're okay. Hold on, we got to set up a camera. And go do Nothing this now. Nothing is staged. No, it's all like 
I mean, we might set up a camera as we're changing a truck tire in the shop and throw it in fast forward just to kind of show the whole process. And when I was out there uh, last time, when did I come out there? Was it in the in April or? Well, we're the ready chill. guys because you got put to work. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You had to work yeah, on the air yeah, seeder yeah. with the ready yeah. guys. So March ish of this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, got to see some of the behind the scenes, and and you guys were putting a, an air intake on the tractor and. You, you know, camera, you're just sticking the camera and it just kept getting in the way and you're just doing whatever you're doing and recording. But we, we recorded some um, footage with the tuning yep. and literally, like you're saying, it's not staged. There's a light in your shop that wouldn't quit blinking. Oh yeah. Remember? <laughs> that, that LED ball <laughs> yeah. is flickering that all the time. That is fixed now. And you, and you were just like, whatever, this is how, this is what we do. Like, this is just yep. turn the camera on, you know? So like, it's not, it's definitely not It staged. makes it it's better not, to me that it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real life. You're real people. Not but trying then to make the drama out of it. Complain about that. Oh, do yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fix oh. your light. Fix your cracked yeah. windshield. Oh, we don't have like we're fine. It gives them something to talk no. about. <laughs> I put new it's windshields hilarious. in my semi, and like literally three months later, they both had chips in them. I'm like, I'm just gonna run this like this, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Oh, put a put up a link on the video. Like if you if you're gonna complain about the cracks in my windshield, here's where you go to donate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, go go fund me windshield go fund me page. Yeah, yeah. So where do you see fast ag and like people always say five years, but even a couple of years still where you're at YouTubing, I guess it just depends on with platforms change or do you want to stay just on that? I don't, or? I think it'd be hard to switch to another platform Okay. with it. There's platforms that run alongside of it. I think with so like you or like Instagram and Facebook pages Yes. are a good way to catch people and link them, you know, put a link in there for a video. Right. But, but you like educating. It's something you enjoy too. He is very much so. I think that's what you'll see. We love to watch Larson's like, and we, they're funny. Yeah. Doug-o, we we've become good friends with Doug and Amy, and he's a funny guy. Yeah. I mean, but Tony is very much an educator. He's a teacher himself, and so I think that draws a different crowd sometimes. Zach's a funny guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah. But I think it's still a unified voice. Like we. They're all, yeah, we are good people trying to make a living and mm-hmm. feed the world. Um, we're not trying to destroy. What yeah. did you open with? Tony's a doctor of the land. Doctor like, of the but really, yeah. I mean, they're doing their best to care for and doctors try to keep our bodies healthy so they yep. can have the best productivity. Same with land. It was a good one, Ben. There you go. See? Man, it's like you own a t-shirt company or something. <laughs> <laughs> the The whole thing about like that comment about, oh, you're just destroying the land. It's like. If we were destroying the land, that would destroy our livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like, Doesn't make any sense. We're doing things that have been proven to work. It's all the activists out there that have no idea what they're talking about. They read some tagline somewhere that nobody knew what they were saying, had no like base on anything. Like Roundup hasn't killed anybody unless you like actually drink it. Mm-hmm. Like there's label instructions like to wear PPP and like they mm-hmm. know that some parts of it can harm you, but like we take those precautions. We wear gloves. Like we don't touch it. Like that's what people. And, then and it's someone, concentrated form in the. Yeah. In the, I mean, it's caffeine's more toxic potent. at the same level of, you know, an ounce per ounce. And we all drink that every day. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And we, yeah, when people say stuff like that, you know, oh, you're destroying land, whatever. Like you said, if if you were doing that, you're you're working yourself out of a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is your actual job. Like anybody could compare that to whatever their job is. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you work on a computer and you're an accountant, would you sit there and? 
pour coffee Typing. on your keyboard and yeah. and kick your your monitor and whatever. No, because yep. you couldn't do business mm-hmm. without it. Right. You know, it's like come we're on. raising more bushels per acre every year with technology, mm-hmm. whether it's using a seed that can that can be sprayed with Roundup because it won't kill that plant. It has nothing to do with the seed in the plant and what it does. It just makes that plant can tolerate. Mm-hmm. It metabolizes that Roundup chemical and the rest of the plants die. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we use it because instead of us mixing like three or four different pre's and like putting a layer of chemical out there before we seed it to try and hold those weeds back that the canola can grow through, like that's what they used to do. Well, mm-hmm. there's like five or six chemicals being mm-hmm. sprayed. We're down to one. That's a big difference that a lot of people yeah. don't talk about. Like the seeds cost a lot of money, but then so did all those chemicals. Mm-hmm. Like and if, and if, like like they were saying, you know, oh, you're destroying the ground or whatever. Well, actually, we're we're now doing a practice where we're using less of that stuff on the ground. Mm-hmm. So we're we actually we made a move that we're helping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But they have to care to listen for sure. On yep. the other end, yeah, they have wherever their motivations are. And, yeah. and there's no yeah. proof of like of anything. I mean, if you if you dumped a bunch of concentrated chemical on the ground, yeah, it'll probably sterilize it. Sure, but. We're careful with that. We have a sprayer that can spray, like we could put in 20 ounces into 1600 gallons of water and like that, and put that evenly over a field. Mm-hmm. Like it just, the equipment makes it so it's so evenly spread mm-hmm. that it's never toxic to more than the weeds or whatever. Right. right. And that stuff's expensive. Like we're not just spraying it to spray it. Yeah. Like no doubt. Yeah. You're not going to waste that. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, uh. One of the things that we'll finish up with, unless you get, you guys have anything else? Yeah, Is what there else? Anything else you want? Thank you. No? Thank you. I, yeah. yeah, we enjoy you guys so much. Yeah, you we guys. love that we you. call you, you get to call us friends because, <laughs> gosh. You are our yeah, friends. When we first met, I was like, oh, I like that couple. We got to hang out more. Oh, girl, <laughs> you're so easy. No, seriously. No, super fun. We just got to get your hinder up to I know. Montana. Gosh. You guys go. have been like awesome for us because I had a guy making hats. And he would send me a box of hats, and then I would set up through the website and like the Wix mm-hmm. paying mm-hmm. like your credit card deal and all this stuff. And like, oh man, I gotta ship like four hats today. <laughs> and like, literally, like small town post office, I'd yep. send like a hundred bucks in an envelope, and they would just keep that. And every time they'd pull the money out, like put change really? back in it. Well, that's, that's how it started out for yeah. the post. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they yeah. keep the money in the vault. They're a little safe. Yeah. yeah, they're safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you guys coming on like providing the service or whatever you guys want to call it of like being able to offer the design help and all that shipping everything and it all works with all the other brands is so sweet Mm -hmm. yeah no and and like i said in the beginning you know you guys were one of the originals on the farm focused website oh so and from you know my standpoint and our standpoint it was like i'm so thankful that there's people out there that will want to take a chance because i mean at the time we were so small and we were in our house right like we talked about that when you guys came over you were common folk that's my favorite you weren't dull ben you were just common thank you thank you (laughs) you'll have to tell that story we'll talk about that (laughs) story someday yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean it was it was so cool to see people like give us a shot Mm. and then you know then we knew like we're not gonna let them down so let's get this thing running so and you guys were one of the originals and now you see what we're doing today, and this is no extravagant operation, oh, but it's it turned into so, so many easy. things because of 
mm-hmm. folks like you that have allowed us to do that. So we thank you guys. Yes. For that as well. Yeah. You're welcome. As much Thanks as you're for... thanking us, we well, thank well, you. I so. thanked you first. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's been great. So the what last thing I've got here is this handle bend company. Have you guys ever heard of them? Yeah, I have. I don't know. If yep. Yep. So they're in uh, O'Neill. Familiar with yes, O'Neill, Nebraska? I do. Yeah. Not right. like the Irish capital in Nebraska. Uh, it could be. I don't. I maybe. don't know. Yeah. Come on, I'm. Pr- oh, we got to look into this. Come on, that's like. I mean, you I'm pretty sure there's Irish. like yeah. St. Patrick's Day's huge up there. Could be. I haven't been there for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I hope I'm not that. speaking out. Ugh. Usually, don't I'm make it sure. out of here very far on St. No. Patrick's Day. No, I'm gonna research yeah. that afterwards. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure it's like a huge deal up it's there. It's gotta be St. Patrick's Day. Well, probably is. Okay. Anyway, so these guys, the Handle Bend Company, um. They, that's where they're from. Mm-hmm. So then they, they set up their company. They're making these copper products, handmade copper products, and they're really investing in their community. They got a cool uh, spot down there now that you can go visit, and it's like a venue, and I think they've got drinks Store and all kinds and, of cool yeah. stuff. Hmm. Yeah. But um, we partnered with them to have some custom products made, and these are gifts that they gave us to give our guests. So this is for you guys to take back. Uh, you can see this... Like, Obviously, these guys are uh, very invested in what they're doing. You can just look at the packaging. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. This like... thing's built out of wood, nailed together. There's a couple of cups in there. Stamped. You get a you get a crowbar to oh, open it. Handles? To open it. That's so you can open the package. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, just a lot of thought put in this Crazy. and uh, and a very cool product. So hmm. uh, us, from us and from Handlebend, we want to give this to you guys. Thank you. And just give a shout out to them. Hopefully, people will go check them out, um, handlebend.com. Super cool products, and it's that time of year. So these are these are great gifts. And we're hoping to go there sometime. Yeah, we're going to go record with podcast. them actually yeah. at Around their St. place. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, so the roads are nice. Buy one of those for your white elephant gift exchange for your family. What? One of those. That's oh. way too nice for white elephant. It, well, but we don't. Oh, you do nice. They do nicer it's, things. Yeah. But oh. it'd be fun to see somebody opening this. This with would the be little that would be perfect. Crowbar. I don't know anybody that wouldn't like to receive that as a gift. Yeah, it's like cool super cool. It's yeah. one of those deals. It's who can bring the gift that gets fought over the most. There you go. That so, would be it. Yeah. So that it's got your logo one. on there too. Yeah. So That's they cool. they custom um, they'll custom Aww. do th- those things for any brand. Like one off. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So cool product. So shout out to those guys. Thank you for that. Uh, hopefully hey, people. I, enjoy. I'm like I know you're almost done here. What? Do, where do you see yourselves in two, five, ten years? Because it blows, I'm, I like, ben? I am, I have so much admiration for you two. Just like seeing this house <laughs> that we're at where, um, you've got the office now, the headquarters, mm-hmm. the HQ, but mm-hmm. what do you see for yourselves? Like bunker branding size? Maybe. I think, um. You're kind of doing separate things though because of the diesel tuning stuff and that. Yeah. And that's just something, you know, that we started doing early on. So it stuck around and I really enjoy it as far as the diesel tuning goes, but as far as the farm focused, you know, merchandising and branding side of things, as long as, you know, folks like you are around creating videos and and have a need for what we do, that's then we'll be around. Yeah. I mean, I could see a day when a lot of that trickles away and then maybe there's not a need for us to continue to do the merchandising, but hopefully by then, we've got some brands created that would even just stand on their own if that were to ever mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just a they're a brand that folks want to be a part of, or just have the farm focus brand that's just printing T-shirts of right. Sure, yep, yep. People like absolutely and, whatever. Yeah, and with what's happened in agriculture and in social media and and how we've seen like this kind of tidal wave behind it of interest and more people popping up and getting into it and all the brands we represent now. 
I see a lot of the same kind of thing going on in the outdoors. So we're creating the new brand that we call Stock and Rod. So it'll be the Stock and Rod website that we'll be doing for the outdoors, mm. what Farm Focus is doing for agriculture. Mm-hmm. So you'll print a shirt from both websites, one after the other. Yeah. I mean, it'll be yeah. all right. kind of the same right. shipping together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's our next phase as far as the business goes. Um, and then, of course, you know, I mean, you guys are here. You see the facility. Uh, we're out here on my family's farm, you I know, in an it. old house. Like yeah. we need a, we need a building. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we need yeah. a little bit bigger space. Need we're running room. out of room. Little but bit. it makes me appreciate it. it may, I mean, For I sure. wish everyone yeah. could see it just to yeah. see like you have put your heart and soul and your hard workers and it's grown. It's beautiful. Yeah. For sure. It's cool. Thank hmm. you. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. It's sweet. just fun. You got a yeah. sweet so business fun. model for us to be a part of though. That's, yeah. That's what's awesome. It's an honor. Yeah. It's cool. It's super easy from our side because it's like, here's an idea. Yeah. The designer works on it. Sarah puts right. it together, like gives us options. Like, yeah, let's go with that one. And then like a week we've got samples at home. Yeah. To yeah. see which ones we want to do. Yep. We're definitely trying to make it as easy as possible for you folks. Yep. Very cool. Good. Cool. Yeah. High fives. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Normally we have a drink at the end, but we're not going to today. So mm. we'll. Uh, you guys have a little more of a drive. Get on the road. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. gotta. We yeah. gotta. Keep and it, it is midday. <laughs> <laughs> it's lunchtime, guys. Yeah. Well, this All was right. great. Thanks well, for yeah. coming. Thanks. Absolutely. So fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank so you, fun. guys. Have a good trip home. Uh, great to see you as always. Go you back to the cold. Yeah. We'll see you in like a month. That's right. FBN. Farmer, yeah, farmer, FBN. Farmer yep. Are you That's coming? Right. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to be selling merch there. Yep. I didn't know if Morgan was going to be able to come to you. Well, not I'm that I don't sure like at ben, some but point. I just love hanging out with I'll be <laughs> swinging by. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. She'll be the awesome. delivery girl of all the merch we need. Right. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Yay. Yeah. Peace. All right, okay. cool. Well, I'm going to hit the music. We'll see you guys.